0: Welcome to 52 Episodes to Science Fiction Film Literacy. My name is Chris Garcia. Roll sound. Well, as I sit here with my two children, John Paul and Benjamin, we've just watched The Mechanical Monsters, a Dave Fleischer Superman cartoon from 1941, and it's their first exposure to Superman, other than little, tiny, stuffed Superman, and the fact that they have always had a Superman onesie to wear between them. And they seem to like it, and I understand why. It's a Technicolor short, about 11 minutes, I think, 10 minutes, maybe, that is gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful, to this day, and I guess they've remastered it a couple times, before they put it up on YouTube, but you can see it's just gloriously beautiful. Uh, The color is amazing, and that would have been incredibly expensive at the time. It's one of the reasons why most feature films were black and white still up to that point. And that's one of the things that Shorts has always been able to do, is to innovate, to show that things are both possible and wanted by the audience. Yes, that's right, John Paul. One of the reasons why you could do that is it's short. You don't have to put all of this effort in. It's one of the reasons why animation has always been very active in the short film field. And it's one of the reasons why student shorts are also short. There aren't a lot of student feature films. There are some. Mostly capstone projects. Now, the idea here is really simple. There's a bad guy, he has robots, which he sends out to capture jewels and money, and bring it back to him. And they're really tough robots. And Superman eventually sees them. Of course, they kidnap Lois Lane, and Superman has to save her. Uh, This is the classic Man of Steel, Woman of Kleenex concept, which you can read about all over the place. That said, it's a weird little short for a couple of reasons. One, Superman flies to catch up to the flying robot. He gets there, he grabs onto the robot, is about to save Lois, and then the robot simply turns over and Superman falls to Earth, getting tangled up in electrical wires. There seem to be a few things wrong with that. A few. That's right, John Paul. It was weird to me, too. Now, there are a few things that, sort of, when you think about, become really impressive. One, this is only, this is, I think, three years after the introduction of Superman. And superhero comics were coming into their yeah. own. You had uh, Batman, you had Superman, The Flash was around, I think, Wonder Woman, of course. They're all sort of coming out at this point. And comic books, with mostly original material, are a big deal. Uh, World War II also hadn't started, and that was one of the reasons for the explosion in comics. But, definitely Superman was the major star here. And the idea of adapting comic books to film is really old. It goes back to, well, there were comic strips, of course, but comic books, really, it started almost immediately when you had things like uh, the Superman serials, the Batman serials... Uh, on radio, even, you were getting things like the Blue Beetle serial. And so you have all these sort of comics that are being adapted. And it makes sense, because at this point, most of the shorts that were being done were generally geared towards a younger audience. And that's why there were so many animated shorts in the 1930s and 40s. While features were tended to be for... Adults. Well, more adults. But there's always a crossover. This is a great example of Superman. And the design is insane. How influential it was. You can look at Evan Dorkin's Superman from the uh, 19, late 90s, early 2000s. You can look at Sky Captain of the World of Tomorrow, which almost directly ripped off those robots. <coughs> yeah, that's right. I thought so too. And so many other things. And it's it's an iconic look. And it's different than the Superman in the comics. It's a Superman who has that very clean, clear look. It's not like the Superman you were seeing every month in Superman comics or in action comics. It's a boldly heroic Superman. And, you know, looking at him, I could say he's definitely influenced by the sort of, I don't want to say the WPA style, but that sort of style that you're seeing in the late 30s that's coming out and becoming popular in the U.S. And it's very clean. It's very, very pretty. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I thought, too. So this is an amazing, amazing short. And it's really important because it shows, one, how comics affected science fiction film. And two... How science fiction film has always relied on innovation and presentation of newish technologies, which I guess makes sense when you look at the themes of most of them. And the short film, in particular, has always been a realm for science fiction. And we're going to see some more of those along the way. It was one of the things I thought when I did 52 Weeks to Science Fiction uh, Film Literacy that I failed was to emphasize what shorts meant to science fiction. And I'm going to fix that here. Our next one is, it jumps a little bit in time, it's called Rocket Rocketship XM. And believe it or not, I've never seen it. So stay tuned.